Support for Spoleto Backstage is made possible in part by Chamber Music Charleston, celebrating the return of live music gatherings and their 15th anniversary, with their season opener featuring violinist Rachel Barton Pine and more. September 28th at the Satilli Theater. For tickets, chambermusiccharleston.org. Support also comes from Brook Green Gardens, presenting the National Sculpture Society's 88th Annual Awards Exhibition, June 12th through August 22nd, and Summerlight Art by Night, Wednesdays through Saturdays until August 22nd. More at brookgreen.org. Productions of chamber music from Spoleto Festival USA are made possible by Bank of America, the ETV Endowment of South Carolina, and the John Covington and Robert Lukey Fund for the Performing Arts. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spoleto Backstage, the two-in-one podcast package that brings you the phenomenal chamber music performances and insightful perspectives from the 2021 Spoleto Festival USA Chamber Music Series. Hi, I'm Bradley Fuller, and on this episode, we're going to take in some selections by Austrian late classical, early romantic composer Franz Schubert, including a longtime favorite in the Spoleto Festival USA Chamber Music Series, his string quintet in C major, the cello quintet, so named for the instrument that gets added to the standard string quartet in that work. We'll hear the final two movements of that quintet and a few thoughts from Paul Wianco, the cellist and composer who joined the St. Lawrence String Quartet for the performance. But to begin, a look at and listen to another Schubert work, this one a piano forehands composition, his Fantasie in F minor D940. Piano forehands because two pianists share a single keyboard for this wonderful work from 1828. Before the Spoleto Festival performance of the Fantasie, I sat down with one of the pianists, Peja Mutsievich, to learn more about the work. Here's part of that conversation. Well, on the final program, you're teaming up with Inan Barnatan for Franz Schubert's Fantasia or Fantasie in F minor. The two of you sharing a keyboard for this piano four hands work. Now, this is one of the landmark works for two pianists, right? Yeah, it's it's one of the great duet works. And, you know, it's it's this music was so written for friends to play together. So that's, of course, a good starting point for us. How much we'll actually get to rehearse without laughing all the time. And because even though we both live in New York, we don't see each other as much. Though we do, but but it's <laughs> we always in these rehearsals end up always talking and laughing so much. This I was like, okay, there's only 30 minutes left. <laughs> we should play the piece. <laughs> so uh, I'm much looking forward. It's it's a great piece. It's interesting that you know that music was obviously written for, and not just obviously we know it was written for home use for people to play at homes. And it's interesting to understand how well trained these amateurs were. Mm. And it goes through. I mean, obviously starts with Mozart, but then. Schubert, then some Schumann, not so much, but then, you know, Brahms with his Hungarian dances that really made him wealthy because people bought them all the time to play at home. You start to realize how good these people were. I mean, this is not easy. It's, you know, it starts off easy and then it's quite, it's quite complicated. So that's always an interesting thing for us to remember. 
Is it hard sharing one keyboard with a pianist? I mean, you said you're friends with Enon, but I imagine navigating that, those personal space issues could be a bit difficult, right? It's more than, it's actually more than personal space. It's the fact that the, the lower part pedals, so you're kind of out of control as far as, because, you know, Chopin called pedaling our lungs, pianist's lungs, which is how you breathe. Hmm. And so relinquishing that control is very kind of an out-of-body experience. Actually, Enon said once in Charleston that playing forehand and having somebody else pedaling for you is like somebody brushing your teeth. Wow. <laughs> and it's pretty apt, though, though it sounds funny, but it's and it is funny, but it's pretty apt comparison because you kind of, something that you do all your life and then you kind of relinquish that control. So that that's, that would be the only part that's, and yeah, everything is kind of out of place because you're not in the center of the keyboard. But it, it's so much fun. So which part are you playing? I mean, the I'm playing the lower parts. So okay, I, so this is a I get the pedal. And you get the I'm pedal. I'm in charge of the pedal. All right. For all the pedal complaints, you can write to me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> now, and and the, it's called a fantasy, but there, there is still kind of a sense of structure to the work. It's not totally freeform, not totally No, it's it's there. kind of a um, – it's it has sections and, you know, compared to Sonata at certain times. And it, it nods to that structure. There, there are clear sections of it. But, you know, it's, it's, it's in one continuous kind of movement with different sections. Yeah. Pianist Peja Mutsievich providing a little introduction to the work we'll hear now. Franz Schubert's Fantasie in F minor D940. Here's Peja and Inan Bornatan performing it now.
pianist Inan Barnatan and Pedro Mutsievich there performing Franz Schubert's Fantasie in F minor. That recording taken from program 11 of this year's Spoleto Festival USA Chamber Music Series. Another Schubert selection, and one that's very iconic in Spoleto Chamber Series history, is still in store, his cello quintet. And to get us into that work, part of a conversation with Paul Wianco. As you may remember from an earlier podcast in this year's lineup, Wianco was a former composer in residence for the Chamber Music Series and also a featured composer and performer this year as well. You can go give a listen to his American Haiku on Podcast 8 from this year's lineup. Just a side note there. But as for the Schubert, Paul joined the St. Lawrence String Quartet for a performance of this major, major chamber work. Here's part of a conversation I had with Paul about his excitement to be playing the quintet and how it felt to be part of Spoleto Festival and in-person performances once more. It's especially great to be back at Spoleto and to be playing with friends and to be interacting with other humans. And it's those in-person interactions as a player which really... Uh, motivates me to to write to write my best stuff. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to getting the most out of the the social and musical uh, aspect here, and you know bring that all back home to Brooklyn, New York, and just get to work on all the all the pieces that that are are due soon. <laughs> well, hopefully you'll get some fuel at this year's Chamber Music Series, as was the case two years ago. You're both a featured composer and a performer in the series. And I have to say, just recently, I was hearing the performance of the Schubert Cello Quintet. And man, were y'all ever giving that thing just your awe and the energy, the enthusiasm. Uh, I mean, I could just sense that excitement, like you were talking about watching people perform and, and kind of seeing that energy and getting it. What did it feel like to perform this piece, you know, three times? You know, that it was 15 months worth of pent-up emotion and and intercommunication and joy and sorrow and beauty and interdependence on on other musicians it was just extremely cathartic for me and of course to get to play it three times is is kind of one of the many things that sets Spoleto apart to be able to play everything three times you know if you don't nail something the first time or if you even if you did nail it but you want to try something new the second third time as a cellist getting to make a guest appearance with a quartet with that piece to play the kind of infamous second cello part in the Schubert Quintet is just such a dream and I'm, I myself am kind of a, a wannabe bass player it's kind of the the reason I chose I gravitated towards the cello I just you know I really enjoy holding down the low end and that cello two part in the Schubert Quintet is all about that the kind of bass responsibility um, and to play that role within the St. Lawrence Quartet was, um, I can't even describe, it was just the honor of a lifetime. And uh, I'm, I'm very happy also to say that I'm writing a, a, a new cello quintet for the St. Lawrence and I to play in October. And we're going to pair my new two cello quintet with the Schubert uh, for the premiere so to get that kind of insider view into the St. Lawrence Quartet and to, you know, physically and emotionally and spiritually be part of the inner workings of their music making for a couple of, of glorious days, um, that will be just the ultimate fuel for, for writing this piece for them. 
Paul Wianco there sharing about how his experience as a performer in this year's Spoleto Festival Chamber Music Series influenced his work as a composer. And as he was just saying, he has a two-cello quintet of his own in the works to be performed in October. For now, though, we'll hear Paul alongside the St. Lawrence String Quartet performing the third and fourth movements of Franz Schubert's String Quintet in C Major, D956, also from 1828, like the Fantasie featured earlier. There's a scherzo movement with a trio, music you may just recognize if you know the theme song for this podcast, followed by the Allegretto finale. Let's listen.
what an exciting, energy-filled performance there, Franz Schubert's String Quintet in C Major, D956. We heard the third and fourth movements of that work for five, performed by the St. Lawrence String Quartet. That's Jeff Nuttall and Owen Dalby violins, Leslie Robertson viola, and Christopher Costanza cello. And the quartet was joined by cellist Paul Wianco. After music and a performance like that, there's really not much more to say other than that this Schubert ship has finished its voyage, bringing us to the end of another episode of Spoleto Backstage. Thanks so much for joining, and I hope you'll be able to listen to the next and final episode of this year's run. There's a not-so-well-known but really magnificent work by Ludwig Tuwilla in store, plus a fun chat with the pianist who performed it. So you can look forward to that, and until then, take care. Productions of chamber music from Spoleto Festival USA are made possible by Bank of America the ETV Endowment of South Carolina, and the John Covington and Robert Lukey Fund for the Performing Arts.